Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. All right, hey, we are in a series here that we are calling The Life of Christ. I'm super excited about this series. How many of you, by a show of hands, how many of you have watched at least one of our daily videos or teachings, raise your hand high if you've watched at least one of them. Raise them high. I want to see you. The rest of you, I'm calling you out, all right? If you have not watched them, shame on you, all right? I believe in this. I believe in what we're doing in this series. And so if you say, Pastor Chad, I didn't even know we're doing videos um, or anything. Every single day during this series, Monday to Saturday, you're getting a video um, from our staff or friend by the name of Mark Turnage. He sends those out every Wednesday. We're getting those. So if you're not a part of that yet and you would like to be, grab out your phone, text the word Jesus to 417-765-0331. Now here's the thing we didn't tell you a couple weeks ago because I didn't know this is how it worked. They're going to send you an automated response. And when you get that automated response, you have to fill that out Pretty quickly, if not, you're not going to get text messages. So fill that out. And then another thing, let me answer to you, because some of you have asked questions. There's a question in that automated response that says, are you a male? Are you a female? Are you non-binary? Listen to me. We believe in male and female here at Destiny Church, and that's not us. That's not from us. So don't judge us and don't get mad at us. We had people that got mad because it said non-binary. Just know that that's not from us. I honestly don't even really know what that means. So, you know. We didn't put that in there, all right? So, no, I had to ask somebody, what's that mean? They told me, and so definitely we're male and female. But fill that out. Text the word Jesus, 417-765-0331, and starting tomorrow. There are no videos that come out on Sundays, but they come out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In essence, our week starts on a Wednesday, all right? And so this Wednesday, we're supposed to do it the past two, but we had ice one week and snow the other. So this Wednesday night, we will actually gather both campuses at 6.30 p.m. Um, Republic here, Marshfield at Marshfield. And we will watch the video that comes out from Mark Turnage as a group. And then we'll split and we'll discuss that. So we'd love to have you guys hang out. It's a way we're doing live groups this semester. Because I know probably some of you aren't ready to have people in your homes due to COVID and things like that. So we'll come here, we'll split out, we'll meet throughout the building, teenagers, moms, dads, and even kids are going to be a part of this. And so it's just going to be a great opportunity for our church. So this Wednesday night, 6.30, come join us. But sign up for those life groups, those, sign up for those texts. Man, our, our team is doing a great job with those, some great devotionals. Today what I want to do right from the onset of this message is I want to challenge you to really dig in to this message as we journey through the life of Christ together I really want to encourage you to lean in and to dig in what Jesus is saying to us because in my own experience in my own life and then now 25 26 years of pastoring students and adults and traveling I've discovered that oftentimes we know about the stories of Jesus We've heard the stories, we've read the stories, we've seen the stories of Jesus played out on stages, we've seen the stories of Jesus played out even on TV screens. But oftentimes I don't know that we, if we really know what Jesus said. And in this series, I want to do more than just tell you about the stories of Jesus. In this series, on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday morning, on a Thursday morning, whatever day of the week, we want to teach you 
what Jesus said, but we also want to teach you what Jesus meant when he said it. Because I believe when you begin to know what Jesus said and you understand what Jesus said, it makes it much easier to do what Jesus is asking of us. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, this verse is one of those verses that could sound kind of harsh. If you love me, you're going to do what I said. And I'll be honest with you, that's how I've read that verse a lot in my life. If you love me, you're going to do what I said. And that's how I've kind of viewed Christianity a lot of times throughout the years. It was almost like a boyfriend that would say to a girl, if you love me, you'll do this with me. And that's kind of how I interpreted this verse. But this verse is not that in any way, shape, or form. It's more of a, if you fall in love with me, you're going to want to do what I ask you to do. If you come into relationship with me, you're going to want to do the things I say. I love how the Passion Translation puts this verse. It says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Loving Jesus empowers us to obey him. So what I want to do and encourage you today is during this series, really dig into the Sunday morning messages, dig into the videos, the devotionals, the teachings that come out to you, and ask the Lord, what is he saying to you so you can learn what God is asking so you can better follow along. I want to challenge you to grow, challenge yourself to transform, challenge yourself to get to know Jesus. Take this 13 weeks that we're doing this series Take this opportunity to get a better understanding of who Jesus is in your life. Take this opportunity to get a better, a better understanding of what Jesus said and what he meant. And let's all of us become who God has called us to become. More than ever before, the world needs people that understands what Jesus means. More than ever before, the world needs people to know what Jesus said and not making it up on their own. So that's what I hope this series teaches us, is what did Jesus say, and, but not only what did he say, what was he teaching us? And that's what I hope to teach you today. Before we start in, let's pray. Jesus, in these next few moments, I ask you to be in this room. God, I ask you to speak clearly today. Do something special. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Today, so Wednesday, we started with a teaching from Mark Turnage on the two greatest commandments. And how this series is working is Wednesday, we introduced you the theme for a week. And so you will have videos on that all week long. I'll teach on that same subject on that Sunday. And then Monday and Tuesday, we finish up with that subject. So today, we're continuing with the two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about. And we see those in Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 through 40. I want to read this to you today. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap Jesus with this question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God. Love neighbor. 
Jesus said these are the two greatest commandments, and the entirety of Scripture rests on these commands. So the question is, why does Jesus bring these two ideas together? Love God and love neighbor. Well, first of all, when Jesus says, love God first, love your neighbor second, he's not talking about a gold medal winner versus a silver medal winner. He's not talking about first place and second place. That's not what Jesus is really talking about. I want to try to explain it. Here's the question. How do we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? Think about that statement. How do I do that? How do I love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength? It's pretty abstract. We say this all the time. I love God with all my heart. I've preached that. I've challenged people in this church. Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But the question is, how do we do that? What does that look like practically? How do we show God that we really love him. Have you ever thought about that? How do I show God that I really love him? Is it by following his commands? I mean, the Pharisees and the Sadducees did that, right? How do I show God that I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength? Well, one of the things that we see in Scripture that Jesus and his contemporaries would do when they would have a verse that was a little bit abstract like this is they would try to find a second verse that they could use as a lens or a mirror through which to interpret that first verse. And one of the verses they used to help interpret this verse would be Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, that says, Don't take revenge on others or continue to hate them. But listen, it says, But love your neighbor as yourself. So when we look at this verse and then we connect it to Matthew chapter 22, Let me suggest you what I believe that God is saying to us. How I love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. How I do that practically is by loving my neighbor as myself. How I love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength is by loving my neighbor as myself. I want you to think about this for just a moment. You and I are more alike than we are like God. Yes, we are made in the image of God, but you and I are more like, as flesh and blood, we are more alike than we are like God. And between God and myself stands you. And the Bible tells me that how I treat you, God's going to treat me. We see this in Scripture. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. We see in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 2, refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others, and listen, and judgment will not be passed on you, for you will be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. Listen to this last part of this verse, though. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. What did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive as you have been forgiven. Again, how I relate to others or how I treat others is honestly how God is going to treat me. That's what we see in Scripture. So the question then becomes, okay, Pastor Chad, who is my neighbor? Love my neighbor as myself. Who is that? I want you right now to begin to think about somebody 
you need to love this week? Who is someone that you need to think about this week, that you need to serve? Who is someone by loving them or by serving them or by blessing them, who by doing that could you show that you truly love God? I'll tell you, I'm a dad. Natasha and I, we have four beautiful kids, and now we have a son-in-law who we like until he takes Mariah away, all right? But anyway, no, we think he's pretty special himself, and Tasha and I are pretty proud of our kids, and some of you maybe that you don't know who our kids are, so I want to show you kind of, they'll pop this up on the screen today. These are, this is my four kids, this is my beautiful kids, and, and excuse the screens today, they're blowing things out and all that, and so we don't know what happened. But my kids don't look that short, wide, and weird, you know. But anyway, but that's a few pictures of our family, a few pictures of our kids. And that's, I love my family, and I'm beyond proud of them. I would do anything for my kids. I would do anything. And if you want to get closer to my heart, and if you, like, you know what, I want to show Pastor Chad that I love him, then love my kids. Let my kids know they are special. Because I know all of us, all of our kids in this day and age we live in, man, it's tough to be a kid. But I know it from firsthand experience, and Tasha does, being a pastor's kid is hard work. And listen, over the years, my skin has hardened a little bit. And I don't take offense to things as easily as I used to take offense to when things were said about me. But my kids, if you want to touch my heart, if you want to show me that you love me, Love on my kids. I was thinking about that this week, and you guys all know Pastor Dixon from Zimbabwe. He spoke with us a couple weeks ago, and, and I love Pastor Dixon. And one of the ways that I know that Pastor Dixon loves me and loves Tasha is how he treats my kids. He always makes my kids feel special. Every time he's ever been around, he brings something from Africa to my kids. This past year, this, this past time he was here, he was here on Makai's birthday, and gave him a birthday card with quite a bit of money in it. And he's just like, I just wanted you to know that I love Makai. And it just made me realize that he loves me because how much he loves my kids. But if you want to get on my bad side, talk poorly about my kids. Treat my kids poorly. If you want to create some distance, be nasty toward my kids. And I'm assuming every single parent out there probably feels the same way. So if we as human beings feel this way, how much more so do you think God feels this way? If you want God to know that you love him, love his kids. If you want to create distance between you and God, disrespect his kids. Disrespect others. It's real simple. Matthew 25, 40 says this, when you cared for one of the least important of these, my little ones, you demonstrated love for me. How many of you know we're living in some very interesting times in our world right now? Some of you really know it. Especially in the world we're living in, especially in the United States. We're living in days where people are so polarized. And people are arguing so vehemently so cruelly toward each other, I want to challenge you today. Recognize that the other person on the other side of that argument or the other side of that conversation 
just like you and me, they are made in the image of God. Whether you like that person or not, whether you agree with their stance or not, listen to me, they are your neighbor. And that is who God has called us to serve. And I know this isn't always the easy thing to do. This isn't always easy, but think about this for a moment. If we would just live out what Jesus says to us in John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. So I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. Verse 35 says, for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will then know that you are my true followers. And if we live that out, and if we live out Matthew chapter 22 where Jesus said, love God and love neighbor, I believe if we live this out, if we put hands and feet to this, that's the way that God is going to know that I love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength by loving others. Think of this. How would our world look differently today? Or how would our families look different today? Or how would our community, how would our church look different? How would our nation look different? How would our families look different if we just lived out John chapter 13? How would it look different if we just loved others the way that God loved us? How different would our world look? I'm guessing it would look pretty different. I'm guessing the world we live in would be a much better place and a more peaceful place if we just lived out what Jesus is asking us to do in Matthew chapter 22. And then in verse 40, Jesus says, contained within these two commandments, to love God and to love others, we find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. So the question becomes, and okay, Pastor Chad, if God's telling me to love my neighbors, who are my neighbors? Who are the others? Can you, can you give me some boundaries for this? Can you tell me how, who are the people I have to love? And I know a lot of us are asking, who can I exclude? Who do I not have to love? Who can I disagree with? Am I okay to go on and blow up on social media towards certain people? Am I okay to exclude them? Pastor Chad, would you define the boundaries? Who are my neighbors? And we saw this, this past Wednesday even with, with Mark Turnage on the video, but I want to remind you of this. In Luke chapter 10, we see the story of a lawyer, a religious scholar, who asked Jesus this very question, who is my neighbor? And Jesus responds by telling him a story. The story of the Good Samaritan. Now we all know the story of the Good Samaritan is a man who's found beaten and robbed and left to die on the side of the road. And the story tells us that a Levite and a priest come passing by. And now through our eyes, when I read this story, before I begin to get an understanding of really what is happening here, when I read this story, I'm thinking these are the followers of Jesus. These are the Christians. These are the godly people. If anybody should help a man that is beaten and dying on the side of the road, it should be Christians, right? And so that's how we read that story. But these guys, we see it, they walk right past him. And it's not because they don't care. It's not because they don't have a desire to do what's right or because they're jerks. It's because the world in which they live in stipulates the law a little different. What do I mean by that? The law stipulates to this priest and this Levite that they can't touch anything that's dead or dying or they will be ceremonially unclean. They'll be ritually unclean. So when they see this man on the side of the road, they're faced with the dilemma. Do I listen to the law 
from the Old Testament and do what I believe God wants me to do, not touch him because I'll be unclean? Or do I do what Jesus is kind of recommending, love others, treat them with kindness? And we see from the story that they choose Old Testament law and they keep on going. But Jesus is throwing a twist to this story and he says that now a Samaritan, a person who's hated by the Jews comes along and stops to help this man and takes care of his needs. At the end of the story, Jesus says, I'm going to take this religious man's question, who is my neighbor, and I'm going to flip it on its head. And listen to what Jesus says, verse 36 and verse 37. So now, tell me which one of these three men who saw the wounded man proved to be a true neighbor. Remember, he's asking this to the religious man. And the religious scholar responds, the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy. Jesus said, you must go and do the same as he. So what's Jesus saying here? Who is your neighbor? Everyone. You can't exclude people. You can't pick and choose who you want to be kind to and who you can be against. You can't pick and choose. There are no boundaries. Everyone is your neighbor. There aren't people that you can say, well, I'm going to choose to love them and not love them. So let me ask you the question. Who do you need to be a true neighbor to today? Who do you need to be thinking about? Who do you need to be looking out for? Who do you need to show some love to? This is what Jesus is calling us to. And if we're going to grow in 2021, if we're going to transform, if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, if we're going to be true disciples of Jesus, this is what we have to do. One of the things that you're going to find when you begin to engage Jesus' world within his words is we're going to begin to realize that there are certain ideas we've never thought of or nobody else ever said. We're going to see that there are certain things that only come from the lips of Jesus. And as I wrap up today, I want to show you a story where only Jesus says this. And we see it in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 36. Listen to this. But to those who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the other cheek, offer the other cheek. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to take them back. Do to others as you would like to have them do to you. If you, verse 32, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Verse 35, love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. But listen to verse 36. You must be compassionate just as your Father in heaven is compassionate. Only on the lips of Jesus do we have the command to love those who hate us, to bless those who hurt us, and to pray for those who persecute us. 
Now, I want you to catch this, and I want you to kind of chew on this. This is, this is kind of deep. This is kind of beyond anything we've ever really talked about as a church. As I said earlier, we're living in some very interesting times in the United States. We're living in a period of great strife and great turmoil. But you notice on the lips of Jesus, and here's what I want you to see today of this whole message. On the lips of Jesus in Luke chapter 6, we actually have the solution to the world's problems today. Blue state versus red state, the Bible solves it. Racial problems, the Bible solves it. Destiny Church, I want you to hear me right now. Twitter is not the answer to your problems. Another story on Instagram or another story on Facebook is not the answer to your problems. Blowing up about somebody on social media and making a, and standing up for your right is not the answer to the problem. The news media is not the answer. How many know politicians? Definitely not the answer. Rioting? Not the answer. It's not the answer. Arguments? It's not the answer. The Bible gives us the answer to all of our problems in the world today. You ready for it? Love your neighbor. Love those who hate you. Love those who oppose you. Love those who curse you. Love those who think and believe differently than you do. This is so simple, yet it's so hard. But you want to know the answer to the world's problems today. It's not found on Instagram. It's not found on social media. Well, Pastor Chad, I'm just standing up for my rights as a believer. Or I'm just standing up for my racial rights. Or I'm just, no, that is not the answer. The answer is to love those who hate us. To love those who persecute us. To love those who disagree with us. That is the answer that Jesus gives. It is simple, yet it's so hard. But Destiny Church, I have a question for you today. What if we, as a church, and what if we, as a people, didn't get caught up in the arguments? What if we didn't get caught up in the hatred? What if we didn't get caught up in the vitriol? What if we didn't get caught up in another Instagram argument? What if we didn't get caught up in another Facebook argument? What if we just loved those who hated us? What if we didn't pick a side? Well, Pastor Chad, I got to pick the right side. I got to pick God's side. You know what? You know what God's side is? Love those who hate you. That's God's side. Well, Pastor Chad, i got to stand up for God. God's big enough. He can stand up for himself. He doesn't need you to defend him. You're going to defend him more by loving people than by arguing with them. I refuse. I, I have people all the time who want to argue about spiritual things. I will not argue with you spiritually. It does you no good. It does me no good. I don't care for you to know how much I know biblically. I don't really care how much you know biblically. If we're not loving others, it doesn't matter. I don't need to argue with you to prove my point. So what if? What do you think would happen if engage, instead of engaging the way we have been engaging the world? Or what if instead of engaging the way the world does, which how many know it's not working, what if instead we reached out to love our neighbor? What if we had face-to-face -face conversations with the other side? What if we reached out and loved our enemy? What if, and this is a big if, but this is the challenge today, and this is what I hope we catch. What if we, here at Destiny Church, became the biblical role model for other churches and other Christians and other believers? What if we became the model 
than what it really looks like to truly love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? What if the model was loving others as yourself? What an impact we could have, what a difference we could make. Because I don't know about you, when I look at the world today, I don't see a whole lot of hope. I don't see the gap between opposing sides getting any smaller. Have your arguments influenced anyone? Let me ask you. Have your social media debates influenced anyone to come and say, yes, Jesus is Lord? Has your latest story, your latest slam, your latest political post, has it made a difference? But Pastor Chad, I just want people to know where I stand. Then love people. Now listen, I'm not saying you have to agree with them. There's not, that's not in this at all. Hey, I disagree with you, but I'm going to love you. And I'm not going to argue with you. And I'm not going to fight with you. But I love you. And I'm here for you. That's what it's saying to me. Love those who oppose you. I don't see the divide getting any smaller. But on the lips of Jesus, we have the answer. Love your neighbor as yourself. You want to be a son or daughter of God? Luke 6 tells us, when you act, when you love others, you act like a son or daughter of God. Love your enemy. Love your neighbor. Love your family, love your spouse, love your boss, love your annoying coworker. To my sons, I say, love your annoying brother. That is the great command of Jesus. But, and here's the kicker, the choice to obey, that's on you. The choice to obey, the choice to love, the choice to forgive, the choice to bless, the choice to pray for, that's on you. And it's something we have to choose to do every single day. Day. But by choosing this, when we choose to love others, we are showing the world that we are truly followers of Jesus. When we love others, we are showing the world that we are truly disciples of Jesus. When we love others, we are showing God that I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when we do this, I believe we'll make a major impact on the world around us, right? Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.